What's up, everyone? It's Rich. We're back with another episode. Today's topic is how to design yourself out of your business. So if you are self-employed, if you have a side hustle, if you're working for yourself, if you're thinking about working for yourself, this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to. And I really think everyone should be thinking about how they can design themselves out of their business, even if it's just a small one-person business, if you're a freelancer or a solo practice or something like that. And the reason that I encourage people to think this way instead of the prevailing way is when you structure your business like a job, you don't get to take advantage of many of the benefits that self-employment actually has to offer. Things like creating systems and delegation and automation. Uh, But for so many of us, myself included, by default, we create a business that is effectively just a job. 40 hours a week, sitting at the desk, doing the work, uh, not a lot of leverage. But the thing is, it doesn't actually have to be that way. You can spend your time doing job tasks every single day, or you can spend your time doing business tasks every day. And you can spend that time building a machine that doesn't rely as much on your time in order to make it run. And this is a big mindset shift for a lot of people. And most people never get there or it takes them much, much too long to get there. So why design yourself out of your business? As a default, we tend to build businesses that rely on us. They rely on our time and our labor. And that works up until a certain point when all of a sudden it doesn't and we kind of hit the upper limit. And I see this happen often. You end up in a situation where you're maxed out on time, where you have no more time in the week or in the day to do more stuff, or you end up maxed out on money, which is where you just have hit a ceiling on earnings and you're maxed out there. A lot of times it's a combination of both. And you really can't escape the business because the way that you structured it is it relies on your time input 100% in order to make that money. So the second that you remove your time from this, like you see it all the time, people that are self-employed, they can't even go on vacation because they realize, oh, if I take a week off, I lose a week of income. Um, And the goal should be to build a business that doesn't break the second you remove your time from it. Now, as a caveat, that doesn't mean you're going to, when I say design yourself out of your business, that doesn't mean we're going to stop working. It means we're going to do different things and we're going to design a business that works. So I'll give you an example from my life because the reason I became so (laughs) passionate about this is because I made all the mistakes myself. So way back in, I think it was 2015, I I was at a breaking point with my kind of design agency freelance business. After spending the last couple of years in my design agency, you know, really working to improve my skills, working tirelessly with clients, really taking time off, I hit that same break point where I was just working too many hours for not enough money. You know, 70 plus hour weeks, a ton of work, not insanely profitable clients. And I had inadvertently created this type of business that I see over and over again, where we build a business where we are the only employee in our own business and our boss sucks because our boss is us. So I was burnt out and that was never really my intention. I've always loved being self-employed. I love the freedom, the flexibility, but instead I built myself a job. 
I was trapped in my business. And every time I tried to take on more clients or make more money, I just got, I hit the same wall, which was my time. And, you know, at this point, there was kind of a, you know, epiphany moment when I realized this was not sustainable. And I started taking action and building a business that worked without me. So instead of spending all my time working in the business, I started working on it. And believe it or not, <laughs> in 2015, there were a lot less resources and opportunities to learn about how to do this. Uh, I think the internet and education world has come a long way as more people have started their own business and come and, you know, encountered this really common problem. Uh, so I really had to come from a ton of different sources to figure out how to solve this. Hopefully I can help you get the main ideas without you having to go to a million places. So there's a reframe that you have to think about in your business. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, you want to work 10 hours a week or you want to keep working the same amount, but you want to be doing things that will actually help your business to grow. Uh, there comes a time, no matter what, where we realize we don't want to be the only employee in a business that we own. We want to become the owner of a business we own. And that doesn't mean we can't do employee work as well, but we want to change the balance and have it be less reliant on how we spend our time. The secret is that you're going to have to do things much different. Um, if what you're doing right now is not working to create the business that you want, then by default, you have to do things differently, usually much different. At least that was my experience. So you probably spend your time now, you know, every day, most of your time is spent doing projects. You know, maybe you have work for clients, you're sitting in meetings, trying to get paid, chasing down invoices, you know, constantly checking your email, putting out fires, hoping more clients show up and not knowing how it actually happens and just praying that the next one comes in. And, you know, just sitting there after a long day, wondering how it's 5 p.m. and you still have so much to do. But the good news is there are simple steps that you can take in order to move towards designing yourself out of your business. And you are going to have to give up some things. There's always a trade-off and a sacrifice in order to do this. You're going to have to give up doing all the work yourself. You're going to have to give up saying yes to everything. You're going to have to be a bit more focused. You're going to have to learn how to say no. But in exchange, you're going to gain freedom, flexibility, and honestly, just the ability to step away from your business and have it still function without you in it. So realistically, if you're at the place now where you're doing everything and you want to design yourself out of your business, you are going to need to personally stop doing 60 to 90% of the things that you are currently doing. And there's a process to do that, but your time is going to have to shift from you're still going to do you know, what I called employee work. You're still going to do work that is fulfillment and makes you money, but you need to spend a lot more time working on your business instead of in your business. So every task and project that you hold on to is going to leave you with less time to actually work on your business and do the things that I'm going to talk about, building systems, delegating, automating, things like that. So the way I think about it, and I want to walk you through this process, and this is just the framework that um, I've been sharing with people, is I really think about it like a three phases that you will go through. And phase one is all about getting clarity about where you actually are with your business. 
Uh, number two is preparing your business to design yourself out. And we'll talk about what that means. And then phase three is the act of actually designing yourself out of your business and what kind of actions that you have to do in order to start that process. So let's start at the very beginning with getting clarity. And in my opinion, there are three steps that you need to do in order to get clarity about where your business is. And most people are surprised when <laughs> they you know, sit down and maybe we do a coaching session or they're in the course. And right up front, the most important things are we need to get clear on what the hell is actually going on in your business. And so often I sit down with people and they have no idea how they spend their time <laughs> over the course of the day or over the course of a week. And they have no idea how the money is coming in, how much money they have, how much money they're spending, how much their time is worth, and what is actually making them money. And this is so not uncommon. So if you're sitting there being like, yeah, that's kind of me. Uh, I do coaching sessions often where people have no idea how much money they're making and they've never looked, you know? And I'm like, okay, so at the very beginning baseline, in order to do this effectively, you need to get clarity. And there's three steps that you're gonna do. So we wanna get clarity on how you spend your time, how much your time is worth, and what actually makes you money. And I'll, I'll break down the steps for each of those. So step one is clarity on how you spend your time. Best way that you can do this, um, one of the things that I always like to start people off with is a time audit. And you've probably heard me talk about tracking time, how I think it's extremely important, and I think the insights are invaluable. I, I really think, with very little exception, everyone should be tracking their time if you're self-employed. So before you do anything else, you need to get clear on what you're actually doing. And it turns out what we think we're doing is not remotely what we're actually doing. I've seen this over and over again with people. So I want you to start the process with a time audit. Now there are three tools you can do to do your time audit going from most <laughs> manual to most automated. So number one is traditional pen and paper. Number two is you can make a spreadsheet in Google Sheets or in Excel. Or number three is there are a bunch of time tracking tools available. I'll tell you for me, I use this tool called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, track. I have found it to be the best tool. I've been tracking my time for years with it and it provides really actionable insights. And once you get into a groove with it, it is really, really helpful. So the goal with the time audit is to get a baseline for how your time is actually being spent. And that means tracking your time for at least a week. And I would encourage you to track it in 15 minute increments, or if you're using toggle, you can just run toggle. And your goal is to figure out how much time you're spending on which different types of tasks with a focus on things like how much money is this making me? Um, when did I get distracted? Um, how much time is spent in meetings and getting a sense of the quality of the time that you spend in your business. You know, how much time are you sitting there at the desk, quote unquote, working, but you're really just looking at your phone or you're on social media. Um, so at the end of a week, let's say for your initial audit, you're going to have a list of times as well as tasks. And then what I encourage you to do is to go down that task. If you use software, you can sort it out and you want to categorize those tasks. You know, you can sort them by client, by type of task, however you want. And then for each of them, you're going to ask yourself two questions. You're going to ask yourself, number one, does this task make me money? Yes or no. 
And then number two, did I enjoy this task? Because when we're self-employed, the goal <laughs> is to do things that make us money that we enjoy doing. So when you look at this list, you want to spend as much of your time doing things that you like that make you money. I think that is the sweet spot for self-employment, in my opinion. Um, it checks both of the boxes. Um, so you're going to have this long list. And the next step is when we get into designing yourself out of the business, you look at this list of things you have to do in the week and you want to start to think about, okay, what would it look like if I stopped 50% of them? If I had to remove half of the tasks on this list, what would I do? Because like we talked about at the beginning, if you want to restructure your business and design yourself out of it, you need to stop doing a lot of the stuff that you're currently doing. So that's number one is get clarity on your time. All right, step two is you need to figure out how much your time is actually worth. And when you're tracking your time, you're able to calculate something that I call the effective hourly rate. And your effective hourly rate is really important because what it does is it gives you a sense of what the value of your time is. And the way to calculate your EHR is really simple. You can either do this monthly or yearly but you're gonna take all the revenue that you've earned for the month, however much money you made in the month, and then subtract all of your business expenses. Now that does not include how much you pay yourself, it is only the expenses in your business. So revenue minus expenses. So let's say you made $10,000 in revenue and you paid two grand in business expenses, let's say, I don't know, software, office rent, some freelancers, um, that's 8,000, right? And then you're gonna take monthly revenue minus monthly expenses divided by how many hours you worked. And then that's gonna give you your effective hourly rate. And this number is really, really important because it is a North Star that you can use to decide whether a task is valuable to you um, because your goal is to constantly be increasing your EHR and the value of your time. Now, if you don't have monthly numbers, you can also do a really simple EHR calculation just for baseline. And this is gonna lead into number three, um, which would just be however much money you made last year, however much revenue minus however many expenses. And then if you divide that by 2000, which is basically a 40 hour weeks times 50 weeks, you get two off for vacation. And that'll give you your EHR for the year. Now, the more you track your time, you can get much more granular with this, um, but you wanna get a sense of how much your time is actually worth because it's a number you wanna pay attention to. All right, number three is the final step, and it is the extension of the effective hourly rate that is going to help you decide what's actually making you money and what is not making you money. I call it the 80-20 analysis. Um, if you take how to work less, we do this exercise in detail. I've got some notion worksheets and things to cover, but I'll give you the baseline for how to do it so you could do it at home. And you wanna make a list of all of your projects or clients or revenue streams, depends on what kind of business you have. So if you have like an agency, you'll list out all your clients. Um, and if you have a, I don't know, creator business, you might list out your revenue streams. So you might say like, you know, YouTube ad revenue and sponsorships and one-on-one -on -one coaching, blah, blah, blah. The idea is you wanna break out your different products 
or whatever that you offer in your business. And the goal with this analysis is to figure out which are most profitable and valuable. And the way that you do that is it's actually the same formula as the effective hourly rate, but you just apply it to a single client or a single project or a single revenue stream. So let's say for client one, you take your revenue minus your business expenses, okay? Not how much you pay yourself, just what it costs you to do the client. So, you know, you, maybe you make, I don't know, $2,000 from a client in revenue and you paid a freelancer $500 as an example. Revenue minus expenses is 2,000 minus 500 and then divide that by the number of hours that you worked. And that's gonna tell you your effective hourly rate for that client. And the beauty of this is you can compare this number across different clients or different projects or different revenue streams and find out which work you're doing is the most profitable and which is a really bad use of time. Um, because what you'll find is only a small percentage, most likely, of the work that you're doing is going to be very, very profitable. And part of designing yourself out of your business is really focusing on the small percentage of work that is really valuable to you. Um, we tend to have like good clients and bad clients, or you have good revenue streams and bad revenue streams. Like you might realize, oh, you know, 80% of my revenue actually comes from just one thing. Why am I chasing these, you know, 10 other revenue streams when I really only need to do one? And a good baseline is you can compare your EHR per client or per revenue stream or per project to your total EHR in the last one. And all of this is going to help to start to give you clarity on what the hell is actually going on in your business. And if this was confusing, just bear with me. There's not gonna, we're getting, we're running, we're almost out of equations here. Um, but the key here is like, you need to actually know on a you know mathematical level, what's going on in your business. Okay, so that's clarity at the very beginning. These are the things that I notice, you know, if you don't have clarity on what's going on here, it's really hard to do any of the additional steps when it comes to uh, removing yourself from your business. All right, so phase two, I call it prepare your business. And this is really the steps that you need to take in order to start to understand what stuff you are going to stop doing or remove from your business in order to free up your time so that you can actually start creating the things that are necessary to design yourself out of your business. So number one is clarity. Number two is preparing to stop doing stuff that you're currently doing. And then number three is gonna be design yourself out and replace those tasks with other people, with automation, with delegation, with systems, and sometimes with just elimination flat out. Okay, so preparing your business. One of the biggest things that I, I think when people get overwhelmed by their business is because they don't have clarity on how much runway they have. And I think this is a really important calculation that most people don't think about and it limits their ability to make bold decisions about their business because they just don't have clarity here. And this is another, this is the last equation that I'm gonna give you. And uh, it's called the runway calculation. And what this does is it helps you understand how much money you have in your business um, you know, in order to basically live. 
Um, so what do you need in order to live in your business? And you might find out, okay, if I did nothing else, I have four months of runway available in my business right now. And, you know, another term that people use is like your time to die. So how this works, I'll break out the equation and then you can do it. But it's basically just all of your money that's coming in divided by your burn rate. So that's going to be your business expenses and your personal expenses, what you need to live at an absolute minimum. So let's add up what that would include on the revenue side of things. Okay, it's going to be cash. How much money do you have in cash? How much money do you have in savings? How much money do you have in accounts receivable, which are things that you've invoiced for but haven't been paid yet? How much money do you have in work in progress work, which is work that's done but not billed? And then how much money do you have in sales? So, you know, projects that you're 80% certain to close. So you're going to add all that. So it's how much money do I have in the bank? Cash. Plus, how much savings do I have? Cash. Plus, how much accounts receivable? So how many projects do I have that I've already finished um, that I just haven't gotten paid yet? Plus work in progress. Plus sales that are going to be 80% certain. And that's going to give you your total number of, you know, basically like revenue. And then you're going to divide that by what I call your burn rate. And your burn rate is going to be just your business expenses plus your personal expenses. And that's going to give you a monthly rate. And it's going to tell you how many months you have in your business right now. If nothing else happens, if no new work comes in, how long is your business going to be alive for? And when you know this, you can actually just get some clarity on like, okay, um, am I like out of runway or do I have a lot more runway than I realize? And this can help you to make decisions about how to, how aggressively to approach the um, removing yourself from your business, designing yourself out. All right, and then the next step for preparing your business, now that you have all of these numbers, is we're going to start to subtract. We're going to remove things from my business because like I, like I said at the beginning, you need to think about how you can remove things from your business that aren't actually profitable. Um, so when we did our time audit, you now have a whole long list of tasks that you're probably doing right now that aren't making you any money or making you very, very little money. So you may like, you know, spend a lot of time each week posting on social media and you realize that it doesn't actually bring in any clients, that all your clients come from referrals. Or you may have a couple of clients that take up a ton of your time but don't pay you very much. And maybe you did your runway calculation and you realize, oh, I have four months of runway here. I can afford to lose these clients and free up half of my week. Or maybe you have some revenue streams that don't really make you that much money. So they, you know, only account for 10% of your total revenue and you're spending a lot of time. The goal here is to have basically a mental exercise and to think to yourself about how you can make, let's say, 80% of your current income while doing as little work as possible. And the exercise I like to do with people is once you have your time tracked, you know your EHR, you know how profitable your projects are, 
you do the 80-20 analysis, and you do the runway calculation, you want to ask yourself these three questions. And I do this in a step-down process. So question number one is, if I had to make 80% of my income, what could I remove or how little could I work? So if your goal, and just strictly on paper, if you were like, I need to make 80% of the money that I'm making now, how much could I cut? How much could I remove from my business? Okay, so you write that down. You'll look at your time tracking. You'll look at your clients. you look at all the stuff you do in your business and ask yourself, how little could I work? And then we're going to step it down again. And you're going to ask yourself, if I had to make just 50% of my income, what could I remove? How little could I work? And usually when you step down here, you realize that, oh my God, if I, you know, if I only needed to make 50% of what I'm making now, I could probably just do like five to 10 hours of work a week to get there, you know, because it's usually not 50% of the time. And then the last thought exercise is ask yourself, if I had to make just 20% of my income, what could I remove and how little could I work? And when you're down to 20%, you might realize, oh my God, I, you know, I only have to do an hour of work a week in order to make 20% of my income, you know, or a couple of hours. And the reason that we do this is you start to get a sense of what's really important and what's really moving the needle in your business and what isn't. And the goal here is we need to start freeing up our time so that you can transition from doing employee stuff to business owner stuff. And usually the best way to do that is to start freeing up some of your time. I think that's that tends to be the most efficient way to do it. But basically, you're going to have some options here that you can take on. Number one is you can increase your prices. The benefit of increasing your prices is you'll probably, you know, maybe lose some clients or lose some customers, but you'll make more money in less time. So let's say you double your prices even if you lose 50% of your clients, you'd be making the same amount of money in 50% of the time. It's one of the most simple examples possible. Second thing that you can do is you can straight up eliminate. You might have some revenue streams that you realize these are taking up a lot of my time, but they're not super profitable. Let me just stop them completely. Or you might have some projects that you're working on. Maybe you're like, oh, I really wanna start a YouTube channel or whatever, and you're spending all this time on it and it's just not moving the needle and you're, you know, you're working too much and you realize this is just, I'm, I'm overcommitted. Or you might realize, hey, some of these clients, they're just not a good fit. I, they, I don't like working with them or they're not super profitable and you can eliminate there. And then the last two that you can think about is, and we'll talk when you design yourself out of your business, these really come into play. So they're going to be delegation. So how can I hand work over to other people where I still make a profit, but I'm not doing it myself? and then automate. How can we build systems for repeatable tasks? And from here, you're probably, hopefully, gonna have a good sense that, you know, some of the tasks that you're doing, some of the work that you're doing is making you most of your money, and some of it is making you zero money or very, very little. And from here, if we can just get a little bit of breathing room, we can start to fill up that opening with business owner work instead of employee work. And that leads me to phase three, which is where you actually design yourself out of your business. And this is a fundamental shift in how you even think about running 
you know, your self-employed business. So instead of just doing the work, showing up and doing the work, we are going to switch completely. And there are three general steps that I think about when it comes to designing yourself out of your business. So number one is to start building systems. Once we free up our time, our goal here is to create systems in our business that allow it to function with less or none of our time as an input. And if you want to go deep on this, I'll give you the, the high level. But um, I have a free course. You can sign up for it at startbuildingsystems.com. It's a seven-day email course. And in that, I actually break down kind of how I've created some systems in my business. I give some examples and stuff like that. And then if you wanna go really down the rabbit hole, how to work less, my course, my cohort-based course, um, cohort five is on September 4th is the first date. And that is like my masterclass. We spend an entire week on systems. I give you all of my templates, um, strategies, frameworks, things like that. Um, so for free, startbuildingsystems.com, how to work less if you wanna go really deep on it. But I'll give you the, the overview here. And the point of building systems is you create, you know, these st strategies, policies, et cetera, that allow your business to run without your time. Because the biggest challenge when it comes to designing yourself out of your business is you have inadvertently, myself included, built a business that relies on you in order to function. And the second you is removed from the equation, <laughs> Everything breaks, nothing works anymore. So there are generally five types of systems that I encourage people to think about in their business. And they go from most um, strategic and mental down to most practical. So at the very top of the list, these five types of systems, number one is strategies. And when people hear me say the most important system is your strategy, it tends to not make sense to people. But the reason that I always put this at the top of the list is if you do not have a strategy in place for your business. So, you know, what is your offer? What is the, um, what are the audiences that you're targeting? What is your target customer? You know, what's your pricing system? What's your, you know, your um, fulfillment system? All these types of things. Um, you can't really build out any systems. Like everything is downstream of your strategy. So let's say you try to build um, an SOP, a standard operating procedure for delegation. If you don't know what your strategy is, there is literally no point in trying to build an SOP or create a template or create a policy. So everything is downstream of your strategy. And that's why I think that stuff is so important. And when we are just in it in the day-to-day -day of our business, what happens is we don't spend a lot of time thinking about strategy. We are just grinding it out, trying to get the next thing on the to-do list done. So system number one is strategies. Number two are policies. And I believe one of the best ways that you can remove your time from your business is to create policies that remove decisions from you and that set boundaries both internally and externally. So when you can sit down and say, these are the things that we do not do in this business, it removes a lot of the shiny objects. It removes a lot of the distractions. It removes a lot of the non-profitable clients or customers or revenue streams. So I think that sometimes, you know, strategies are, what are we saying yes to? What are we doing? And policies are, what are we saying no to? 
and getting clear about the difference between those two things so there's no gray area is going to inform everything else that you do. Now, the next three types of systems are what most people think about when you hear someone talk about building systems for your business. Number one is an SOP. Some people have never heard this term. It is a standard operating procedure. And basically what an SOP is, is a checklist. And for most people, when they're designing themselves out of their business, they have a million things in their business that are all stored in their brain. And there is no way to get them out of their brain. And you just have to do it yourself because you've never told anyone about it and you've never written it down anywhere. Uh, one of your biggest goals with designing yourself out of your business is to get it out of your head and onto paper and ideally turned into a checklist. Because once it's into a checklist, you can delegate it. Um, so anything that can be turned into a checklist should be an SOP and you should not be doing it. Because if a task is simple enough that it can be broken down into repeatable steps, you as the business owner should not be doing it, period. That is the key to designing yourself out of your business, is if it is simple enough to be a checklist, do not do it. Next system, templates. These are really important because they are repeatable and reusable elements that allow you to fulfill or do things in your business significantly faster. And when we think about templates, usually these are the systems that you've kind of built to speed up the process. Um, a lot of times this is like your unique intellectual property, right? Like a lot of things that I share with my students in How to Work Less are the templates and SOPs and the intellectual property that I've built for my businesses that I then share with other people so they can just copy and paste them into their business. And templates are really important. In my agency, for instance, we have templates for, I'll give you just some examples off the top of my head, um, website wireframes, brand identity style guides. This is on the design side of things. Um, animation templates. We have, what else? Client portal templates, um, contract templates. All these things where if you do it once and you're gonna have to do it again, it should become a template. So anything that you repeat should be a template. And then finally, at the very end are tools. So these are the apps and the programs that you implement in your business in order to save time and automation will fall into that as well. So in terms of building out systems, this can be daunting, but the way I like to think about it is breaking down each part of your business into its own kind of mini area and then building systems for that area. So rather than thinking, oh my God, I have to build a system for every part of my business, you just do it piece by piece. So there are generally six areas that I think about that are really important to build systems in. Okay, number one is marketing. Now, your marketing system is going to be the system that you create that brings leads into your business. The next system is sales. So what is your process and what are your systems for converting those new leads or those people that come into your business into customers? The next system is your profit system. So that is how do you structure your business so that your customers are profitable and make you amount of money that you know fits in with your plan for your lifestyle. Then on the other side of the coin, we have systems for fulfillment. So how do we actually fulfill on our commitments to our customers? Next system is communication. How do we efficiently communicate both internally and externally in the least amount of time? And then finally, retention. 
So do your customers refer you to other people and want to keep working with you? Are they happy? Customer service. So the six areas of systems that you should be thinking about creating and building out a system for each, marketing, sales, profits, fulfillment, communication, and retention. Now that sounds like a lot. If you want more detail on this, just check out startbuildingsystems.com. This podcast episode could not even begin to touch on everything that there is to talk about here. Um, But the goal here is rather than spending your time in your day-to-day of your business, just doing tasks that you complete once and there's no additional value, you want to spend your time building systems because every system that you build is going to save you time forever in the future and provide you value forever in the future. So that's start building systems. Next part of designing yourself out of your business in that phase is to think about delegation. And there are a million reasons. I don't even think I have time to touch on (laughs) deprogramming all the myths that I hear about delegation. Um, But based on your time audit, you're probably going to have a lot of tasks that you shouldn't personally be doing. Now, there are going to be two areas that those tasks fall into. So first on your list of things that you're doing, you're going to find lists of things that you do not like doing. So they're not fun. You don't enjoy doing them and they don't make you money, but they have to be done anyway. So these are admin tasks. So these are things like maybe posting to social media or sending out mass emails or doing research or whatever. And those tasks, I'm generally going to recommend delegating to an admin person. Now, maybe on your time audit, you actually have a lot of tasks that you don't enjoy doing, but they do make you money and they have to be done. And these tasks tend to be more high skilled. And that's what I'm going to recommend that you delegate out to a freelancer or a contractor. And when you're starting this process of designing yourself out of your business, one of the things that you need to think about is how I can help have other people take over some of these tasks that I'm doing. And you know, when we built those SOP templates, um, the goal here is to share those with the people that you're gonna be delegating to so that you don't have to do the work. So when you look at your time audit, you're either going to have, most people tend to have a ton of one of each type of task. And you're either gonna start by delegating to an admin role, so kind of an assistant role, or delegating to a freelance role. So like for my business, the majority of the tasks that I needed help with were on the freelance side of things. So I started by hiring out for designers and developers and animators and stuff like that and building out that process. But in this business, Work Less LLC, as opposed to my design agency, most of the tasks that I needed to delegate were on the admin slash assistant side of things. So there were just a lot of you know, things that need to get done that are easy to do, but I shouldn't be doing it because I should be doing business owner tasks. So after you build the systems, the next thing that you do is you start to hand off these things that you've created to other people and, you know, hand over the SOPs and the templates and the tools to other members of your team. And the goal here is that if you can delegate profitably, and I'll give you just a quick guideline on how to do that. Remember way back at the beginning of this lesson, I told you how to calculate your effective hourly rate. 
your effective hourly rate is basically how much your time is worth. So it's your monthly revenue minus your monthly expenses divided by how many hours you worked. And that is a really good baseline for figuring out how to delegate profitably. Because the key here is you do not want to delegate if you are not going to make a profit on the time. So my rule of thumb is if you can delegate for 50% of your effective hourly rate. So if the person that you're hiring charges half of what your effective hourly rate is, so let's say your EHR is, I don't know, $100 an hour, you want to be trying to hire someone for 50 an hour or less. That way you are making a profit on the delegation and it also gives you enough padding. So if things go wrong, they end up taking longer than you to do something, uh, you are not going to lose money on the transaction. So that's really important. And the idea here is that you start removing tasks from your to-do list that you don't like doing and that either don't make you money, so those will go to an admin, or they do make you money and those will go to a skilled freelancer. A lot more to cover on this. Um, I touch on it in depth in how to work less, but that'll get you started. So you've got, in terms of designing yourself out, building systems and delegation. Final piece of the puzzle is you need to adopt an entirely different mindset. So hopefully if you follow this playbook and you start to implement this stuff over time, now this doesn't happen overnight. You know, this is an ongoing process. You will end up with free time which is a good thing. You know, I think one of the things you want to target to is how can I get myself to free up 50% of my time, either by eliminating, delegating, building systems, automating, etc. And once you've freed up 50% of your time, the goal here is you need to swap out that work and spend it on leveraged tasks or what I've been calling business owner tasks. And these are tasks that you do once and they provide you value for a very long time. And this is the goal here is you want to switch your the amount of tasks that you're doing from work that you do once and then that's it. You get paid for it and then you never get any value from it again to tasks that you can build out. You do them once and they pay you back for a long time. And that is the key distinction. So when you design yourself out of your business, you want to spend as much time on business owner tasks as possible and as little time on employee tasks as possible. And the only employee tasks you want to do are the ones that make you the most money and bring you the most joy and make you the happiest in your business. All right, so with all this free time, you need to start to ask yourself, what do these business owner tasks or these leverage tasks look like? And I'll give you just a list of the things that I focus on in my business. And I want to spend as much time as possible on these tasks. So they are number one strategy, thinking big picture about your business. Number two is building systems. Anytime you can build a system, it's going to free up your time and allow your business to run without you. So that is always a good business owner task. Number three is delegation. So it is going through the process of finding, retaining, and working with other team members so that your business can run without you, so that you can go on vacation and the projects still get done. Number four is thinking strategically about elimination and asking yourself at regular intervals, do I need to be doing this? Should my business be participating in this? Is this revenue stream worth the, t the time? Is it profitable? Is this client worth the time? What else? 
What about automation is another thing that you could spend your time on. So how can I create an automation that takes over some of the tasks from my business completely? You know, we do a lot of automation in this business in terms of how we um, manage our email list and bring people into the fold for, you know, the courses. So like the course I was telling you about six figure solopreneur systems, which is at startbuildingsystems.com, totally free, seven days, is 100% automated. So we created this thing and all you need to do is enter your email and everything else is done completely via automation, via ConvertKit, which is the email software, and Zapier, which is the automation. And people can run through the entire process without any human input at all. And that leads me to my last thing that is worth doing with your free time, which is asset creation. So how can I spend my time creating assets that will pay me back forever? An example of a valuable asset is an audience online. So how can I build an audience on the internet um, that I can then potentially have them be customers for my business? Or how can I create content for this business, right? Um, as the owner, when I record this podcast, this is an asset that I can share my insights. You know, I took time to outline it and to write it out. But once it's released, it will be out in the world forever working for me <laughs> instead of me doing, you know, a thousand one to one coaching sessions where I teach people this process. It will go out into the world and it will last forever. So your goal is to spend as much time on leveraged or business owner tasks as possible, which are gonna be things like strategy, building systems, delegating, eliminating, automating, and asset creation. And when you do your employee tasks, please do the ones that make you money and that make you happy. There is no reason you should spend most of your time as a business owner doing things that you hate. So if you take on a client project, make sure it's something that you're psyched about and that you really want to do. So that's generally the process, just to recap. So it's a three step. Number one is you really just need to get clarity on where you are in your business. So how do you spend your time? How much is your time worth? And which of your activities are actually making you money? Then you're gonna prep your business to start freeing up your time. So you're gonna look at how much runway do I have? How much do I have to work with? And if you realize, hey, I've got a pretty good amount of runway, you can be a little bit more aggressive with your elimination. And then you wanna remove those things that aren't profitable. And we went, we talked about that exercise, right? Like if I only had to make 80% of my income, how little could I work? Or 50%, what could I remove? What could I get out of it? And go through that thought process and start to realize, all right, what's moving the needle and what's not moving the needle? And then once you have that time freed up, your goal is to start doing different types of tasks. So designing yourself out of your business is going to be building those systems, delegating, creating the automation, creating the strategies, and just thinking as a business owner where your goal is to build systems that don't require your time instead of tasks that you do once you get paid and then that's it. It's a one-time transaction. So that's my framework. I hope this is helpful for you. Even if you're early in your journey, um, this is information that I wish I knew when I started my business because I had to figure this out on my own and it took me much longer than it needed to. And listen, if this process resonates with you, you are in luck 
in luck. <laughs> I have a program that teaches you how to implement this entire process step-by-step. Step. So I've basically given you the goods here. If you wanna take this and run, by all means, go for it. But if you want more support, if you want the behind the scenes, all of my systems, strategies, templates, software, frameworks, all the stuff that I use that you can just drop into your business and I'll teach you live, sign up for How to Work Less. Cohort five is starting on September 4th. So there's basically a month until the course starts. I've taught this four times with hundreds of students. I've walked them through this process and it's a four week program live. There's two live sessions a week, a lot of support. You know, you have access for Q and A's with me and my course manager, Alex. Uh, I teach the sessions live with you. They're each, you know, 60 to 90 minutes. And we go through this entire process together. Um, if you're interested, we have a wait list right now, learn.howtoworkless.com. And you can check out more information about the course there. And then we will open it up to the public one week before the first session. So we have kind of an enrollment week, which will be um, late August. I think maybe the 28th is when it'll open. But if you get on the wait list, you'll have access to some really nice limited edition. We do offer a little bit of an early enrollment, but only if you go on the wait list and it's a pretty significant discount. But check that out. Anyway, that's pretty much where this episode ends. I hope you found this valuable. I hope you start to think about your business as creating something that works for you, not something that you work for. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So as always, do me a favor, drop this a five star and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you heard it on. If you want to work with me and this stuff resonates with you for free, you can check out Six Figure Solopreneur Systems, my seven day email course at startbuildingsystems.com. Or if you're really into this and you're like, this is where I need to be get on the wait list for How to Work Less Cohort 5. It's happening in one month. You have plenty of time to get your life in order so you can join, and that'll be at learn.howtoworkless.com. I think it's also in the show description as well. And uh, yeah, I'll be back next week with more great stuff. So enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you all very soon.